Hello, beautiful people. My name is Alicia Renice, and I am so happy that you are here. Welcome or welcome back. Today, we're going to talk more about rest. So we have talked about rest, hustle culture, grind culture, the American dream, black excellence, black girl magic, overachieving and overdoing a lot on this channel. And in a conversation recently on one of my lives, we talked about the martyr. The martyr is a person who overdoes, right, but finds honor and glory in their overachievement. And so maybe you have played this role. I know I have. I felt like, you know, I did X, Y, and Z. Why aren't these people doing as much as I am? Or I did X, Y, and Z. I suffered so much. So now I deserve X, Y, and Z, right? So I think that we've all played the part of a martyr, but I'm here to tell you that being exhausted, being the most exhausted person in the room, being a martyr, being an overachiever, being a hustler and a grinder, right? Being tired is not a flex. It is not a flex. If anything, there are different reasons why people do this, right? And I'll get to that in a second. But if anything, it just shows you that this is just a bait and switch because what happens is once you overdo, I know when I overdid, people just gave me more work. They said, oh, you're capable of doing so much, right? You're capable of overachieving, so I'm going to give you more because you have a higher capacity for work. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm just trying to work to show my worth and value to you, but oftentimes it's never seen or my value gets translated into how much I do for other people as opposed to the person that I am. And so I want you to avoid the same pitfalls that I fell into um, and I want to share the wisdom that I've learned over the years and also the wisdom I've learned from other people like Trisha Hersey, who wrote the book Rest is Resistance, who also has a movement called the Net Ministry, where she implores people to rest, to put down grind culture and hustle culture and capitalism and all these different things that seek to destroy us in exchange for rest. Yes. And so there are a lot of people online. Shout out to Stephanie Perry, for example. She uses a phrase, I do as little as possible. Right. And when we hear that, it's like, well, we can't really do that. But why not? Why can't we? Have you tried? Have you tried? Um, so, yes, I'm going to share some things with you. But the first thing I want to say is that a lot of times we are overachieving out of trauma, a lot of us have been told that we're not enough or we're too much of something, right? Or, you know, we feel like we have to do twice as much to get half as far, that same that same thought. A lot of the reasons why we overdo is because of trauma. We're trying to prove something to somebody else, right? We're trying to find, uh, we're trying to prove to other people that we're worthy. A lot of times we're overachieving because we don't feel like we're enough, right? A lot of times we're trying to show people, hey, I do X, Y, and Z work, so therefore I am worthy. And this is a trap. This is a trap. Because what happens is you reach this level of worthiness that you thought that you had to reach, and then they move the goalpost. They say, oh, you did a lot here, but not enough here. Or if you take a break, right, or if you want to rest, they then say that you're not enough. A lot of reasons why Black women are celebrated is often because of trauma. Just think about it. A lot of the Black women we celebrate are overcoming obstacles and def defying the odds and, you know, bending over backwards and doing things that are magical, which is my problem with Black girl magic, Right. It's be, they're celebrated because of the trauma they went through and the way that they overcame. And so that in turn teaches us that people who don't overcome their trauma or people who succumb to their traumas are therefore not enough, right? There is this like delineation between the strong black women and the women who are weak and vulnerable, right? As if society has not preyed on them, has destroyed them, has harmed them, right? So rant, <laughs> but either way, a lot of black women are celebrated because of our trauma. And so we're taught to seek overcoming and having trauma responses to our trauma instead of honoring that thing and saying, no, actually, this is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. I should not be treated like this. 
I wrote a whole song and did a whole video about it, like the strong black woman trope and how that's harmful to black women and how it teaches us to endure pain, endure trauma and to overcome because that's the job that we're supposed to do. We have no room to be soft, to cry, to break down, to fall apart. You know, it's just we're forced to overcome. And so a big part of being a martyr, of being exhausted, of hustling and grinding is a trauma response. A lot of us are overachieving out of trauma. And I think instead of working through it and overworking to heal that wound, we need to do the inner work. Where is it coming from? Whose voice is ringing in our ears when we feel like we're not doing enough, when we have to overdo? Is it a boss? Is it a parent, a friend, a colleague? What's happening? Where is that coming from? And then questioning those things. Is that true? Is what happened to me, should that have happened? Have I done the work to try to seek healing myself and not try to work myself through? And I want to say this. I think a lot of us learn that from our parents, our grandparents, because they lived in a different time where people weren't really talking about this stuff. They weren't really talking about hustling and grinding. It just is what it was because they were surviving. And I feel like now we've reached a point of privilege where we can have these conversations, where we can question the status quo, where we can question our place in society, right? We can question why we think things are normal that are not normal. Exhaustion should not be normal. Hustling and grinding should not be normal. Having two, three, four jobs to to pay bills is not normal. And that brings me to my next point. This is a sign of exploitation. If you have to work multiple jobs, you're being exploited. The country runs off of exploiting people, right? Bodies, enslaved bodies, indigenous bodies. But also think about the land. The food here in America is garbage. Why? A lot of it is. Because they have worked the soil to the point that the soil has no minerals, has no healthy anything in it. So we're eating food that is bland, that is not doing the job that it's supposed to do because things work in seasons. Every season is not for planting. Every season is not for reaping. In the real world, we would not be planting every year. Outside of capitalism and industrialism, we would not be planting every year. Crops need time to rest. The ground needs time to rest. But in America, there is no rest. It's all about production. It's all about doing. And so in turn, because we give nothing back to the land, like rest, an opportunity to rest, the land is tired. The land is grieved. And so there's no there's no nutrients coming from that soil. We're the same way. People are the same way. We need time to rest, to sit and do nothing, right? To have fun, to experience leisure. But oftentimes the citizens of this country are treated like enslaved people. They're exploited for their labor. Trisha Hersey said something similar on her Twitter about how, you know, over time and all these other things, it's exploitation. People should be able to sustain life, a life that they love, doing what they love, being paid fairly. And fairly, obviously, depends on the person saying it. But you should be able to cover your bills and live a life and save money and retire well with the job you have. I don't care what job you have. That's my own personal opinion. Even if you're working at McDonald's, right? But we're so used to being exploited that we don't question it. We think it's normal. We say stuff like, oh, got to rise and grind. Got to do the thing. Why? Why? This is not normal. A lot of times we are being exploited and we don't even know it. We don't know better. But because we are celebrated for being exploited, for being the strong black woman, for overworking, for getting employee of the month, for doing way more than what's asked of us, we don't seek to rest. We don't seek justice because we are addicted to that praise, that praise. The next one I want to say A lot of the times that I hustled and grind is because I was fearful. I did not trust God. I did not trust myself. I didn't trust that God was going to take care of me. So I felt like I had to exploit myself, right, to be taken care of. 
And obviously some people are not spiritual, but I am. And I believe that God takes care of me. I don't think that God put us here to be worked into the ground until we're nothing. That's not our purpose here, right? But because this country teaches us that all it is is about money, everything's money, everything's about money, we can't see anything else. We can't see clearly because they've blinded us with green. You know what I mean? And so because I had to step out, I had to step out, literally take time and prove that God was trustworthy because I didn't think God was trustworthy at first. I was like, you know what? Let me take two weeks and not work. Let me just sit down and not do anything. Let me see what happens if I truly rest. And when I rested, I was taken care of and I was able to be replenished, right? And so obviously this is not sustainable for everybody. I know everybody has different responsibilities and I am in a place of privilege where I didn't, my whole world didn't fall apart if I didn't work. But I would also offer that maybe the world won't fall apart if you don't, if you take a break, if you clock out at the time you're supposed to clock out, right? Or maybe it'll fall apart because it needs to fall apart. Because these systems, if everybody in this country decided that they are no longer doing overtime, they're no longer accepting um, being underpaid and undervalued, right? The whole system would collapse. And that would be a good thing because they would have to create a new system in which everybody thrives, in which everybody is sustained, right? But we all have to come together and do that. And that's in an ideal situation. But either way, you can start here. We can't change the world necessarily with one person. But if we start here, that does change the world. If we declare that we are, that we are free, that we are no longer being exploited, right? Because we don't want to be celebrated for being traumatized. We want to be celebrated for being joyful, healthy, wealthy, right? Whole, all these different things. Then it has to start here. We have to make the choice. And I made the choice to stop doing it because God got me. (laughs) God got me. And sometimes what falls apart needs to fall apart. For example, if I am living above my means, Meaning if I have more things than I can pay for, maybe I do need to lose it. Maybe I do need to sell it. Maybe I do need to give it away instead of scraping and trying so hard to keep hold of it. Maybe that's what's stressing me out. Maybe I need to let it go so that I can be free and experience myself without these things I think that I need to be successful, to be seen as, to be seen as whole and valuable and worthy. Maybe I need to discover a new sense of worth outside of this capitalistic and American paradigm. And that takes me to my next point, right? Understanding how precious and valuable I am stopped me from hustling and grinding. I am precious. I am valuable. I am sacred. And no man owns me. No man owns me. I am free, right? And so because I understood that, I understood that how I was being treated was not Good. <laughs> it was if I'm if I'm valuable, why am I letting people devalue me, right? By overworking. It's a lack of understanding. I overwork. I overachieve because I'm trying to prove something to somebody else. I'm worthy. I'm valuable. I'm enough. We all do it in some sort of way. But because I didn't know how valuable I was, I was always chasing the approval of other people, and I'm here to tell you it's never ending. There is no bottom. There is no end. People will always demand more of you. And when you do enough, they will still demand more. They will still say that you're still not enough. And instead of exhausting myself in this game, in this sick game, I decided to stop playing, to stop playing. If you can't see my worth and value outside of what I can offer you, if you can't see that I am a sacred and holy being, then I don't need to be in community with you anyway. I don't. I don't. And this is about the uh, relationships I choose to be in. I am blessed to be in relationships with people who value me and see me beyond what money I make, beyond my title, my education level. They don't care about none of that. They care about Alicia. They care about me. But I had to get to that point where I cared about Alicia, where I cared about me. 
so that other people couldn't sway my decisions or make me overwork, right? Or trick me into being a martyr for something I don't support, I don't stand on, right? Because I have nothing to prove to these people. But if these people owned my mind and owned the way that I think about myself and my own value, I would be overworking and overstressed. And so maybe one of these is one of the reasons why you're overworking, right? Maybe. Maybe it is, you know, you being exploited or you feeling like you're not enough or you feeling like I got to be a martyr because that's what my mom was or that's what my grandmother was. Or, you know, in order to be loved and valued in this country, you have to be exhausted. You got to have three jobs. You can't have any free time. I'm here to tell you that's all a lie. It's all a sick game and no one wins except the people who are exploiting you. You don't win this game. You don't win this game. It takes a lot of work to unlearn all the things we've been taught because it is harmful. Again, you come out the womb being celebrated for your trauma responses, for you being resilient and you being strong and you being resourceful. When all those things, resourceful means that you're underfunded, you're under-resourced, right? And so you're making do with what you have, which is beautiful, but it shouldn't be that way. When you're saying you're resilient, it means that you you bend, but you don't break. You come right back from someone hitting you, right? Or knocking you down a peg. You shouldn't have been knocked in the first place. This idea of strong, I made a whole video about that. How I'm not strong, I'm surviving. <laughs> and I shouldn't have to be strong. It's exhausting. Strong for what? Because other people will come and, and harm me, right? Questioning these things we think about ourselves. Black women are often celebrated for their trauma responses, for the way in which they respond to trauma. And if you don't respond that way, if you say, actually, I am broken, actually, I am in pain, actually, you know, this really destroyed me, then you're seen as weak. Why? That's a normal response to pain is ouch. But black women aren't allowed to say ouch. Right. It's not believed when we say ouch. You look at the things in the hospital, the situations in the hospital, giving birth or becoming ill. Black women haven't been seen as human. And so how dare you have feelings? How dare you say, ouch, get through it, get over it, right? Like they give you crumbs and tell you to make a feast. That is the story of black women. But I'm here to tell you that even if these systems seek to exhaust you, seek to harm you and destroy you, you don't destroy you. You don't exhaust you. You don't have to be a martyr to be loved. You are already enough. You are already loved. And no amount of work, sweat, nothing, money, titles, degrees, none of that changes that. It doesn't add value to you. You are invaluable. You are invaluable and you're not defined by these worldly systems that are very new, that are very new. My ancestors go back thousands of years and here I am judging myself on a system that was created by men who hated me about 300 years ago. That don't make no sense. That don't make sense. I am not of this world. I will not be defined by this world's systems. I will not be limited by what they say I'm limited by, right? I will love myself fiercely. I will love myself without asking other people for permission. I will see myself as worthy, even if you don't. And if you have that, sis, you got everything you need. <laughs> you have everything you need. So I'm sending so much love to you. You don't have to be a martyr to be loved. You don't have to be harmed to be loved. You don't have to be exploited to be loved. You don't even have to be strong to be loved. You can break down. You can fall apart. You're allowed because you're human. You are loved. You are enough. And I hope this resonates with you. If it does, let me know. Share it with somebody who needs to hear it. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to be a martyr. You don't have to be hustling and grinding yourself to a pulp to be seen as valuable. Because these people will never 
see you as valuable and it's a losing game that you're playing, stop playing the game. You're the only one who loses in the end. You lose your vitality, your health, your wealth, your well-being, your sense of self. You lose everything and gain nothing. A hand clap, praise for five minutes and then they demand more. Is it worth it? You let me know. I love to hear from you. I love you. I see you and I'll talk to you in the next video.